Hey, good evening, committed men. I hope that tonight finds you all having a fantastic evening and spending some time with your family. Tonight is December 7th, 2023. And as I reflected on the day, it reminded me clearly of the horrific attack on our nation 82 years ago when the Japanese fleet attacked Pearl Harbor. There's a lot of stuff that is out there that you can read up on and you can study about the attacks on Pearl Harbor. I think you'll find that in the harbor that day, the United States had 27 ships in the harbor, of which four of them were sunk and over 2,400 Americans, people, lost their day that, their life that day. The Japanese fleet of bombers, they come in, they send in approximately 350 aircraft um, on suicide missions to attack the harbor in which they knew the exact layout. Of those 350 planes that we downed and we, we recovered and we know of, 29. And there was about 129 Japanese men that died in that conflict on that day. And the very next day on December 8th, 1941, President FDR declared war against Japan. And then shortly thereafter, um, Mussolini and Hitler declared war on the United States. What's not often talked about and not often read about that occurred with that war was the enemy that was within the United States and within Hawaii at the time that helped the Japanese Navy, their military, know exactly um, what was going on. So there was a young man uh, by the name of Takito Yashikawa who worked at the Japanese consulate, consulate in Honolulu. And he was sent there, he was a, a, a prior naval officer in the, in the Japanese Navy. And he was sent there essentially to spy. He would send back, send back to Japan decoded messages with the movements and status of our, our fleets, the, the ships coming in and out of the harbor and the ports, and the time of day that they moved, the time of day that aircraft were taken off, the type of aircraft that were taken off. Um, he was basically, he was a, an enemy that was planted uh, and was within the United States, within proximity to collect this data and report it back to to Japan. Tim, Mike, I see you guys on. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, so what is not often said is that the United States figured out how to decode these messages that were being sent between um, 
Yashikawa and Japan a couple months before uh, the attack. And he was sending these messages through uh, a company that, that some of us older generation may be aware of. It's called RCA, uh, which used to be a radio company, turned into selling TVs and other things. But um, I don't, pretty much not around anymore. Uh, but at any rate, that, that's who he was using to send messages back to Hawaii um, and, and another company as well. But um, we figured out how to decode these messages, but they didn't want to tell the leaders in Hawaii uh, this because they were afraid that the Japanese fleet would figure out that we knew how to decode their messages. So what did we do? We didn't tell the people that might have been under threat of it. Uh, I don't understand that strategically for any type of wartime planning, but it, it, it is what it is. And, and maybe, of course, it's what I'm reading. So uh, it's obviously somebody's stories um, or their perspective, I should say, rather. But at any rate, um, they were sending these messages back and the United States knew about it. We knew how to decode it, but we just didn't know when. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but we knew that this information was being sent back, right? So he studied it. He, he sent back maps. They, they had pictures of the harbor. They had sketches and drawings. This man would rent airplanes or rent tourist things, and he'd do what tourists did just to take pictures and understand exactly what was going on. He'd have a woman with him. Uh, very impressive spy, I guess you can say, was uh, within our own country. And then days before the attack, he actually went to another man, uh, a German man, and, and set him up to report to the Japanese military because he was knew that eventually that he would be found out and captured. And he was. So about an hour and a half after the attacks, the ha attacks happened about 7.55 in the morning. Um, and about 9.30 in the morning, um, the United States swarmed the Japanese consulate and they got him and a few other people that were committing espionage there. And they were at the, the consulate burning all their materials. And he was... Uh, uh, Yoshikawa, not, don't want to get his name wrong here, he, he was arrested and he was detained and sent to San Diego and then eventually into Phoenix where he was interrogated and he never gave up. Um, he never gave up uh, on his nation and basically um, stayed true. And he lived, he, he got sent back uh, in August of 42 and during a prisoner exchange, he was sent back to Japan and he lived in, until 1993. So he lived a very long life. But he finally came out and told us, or told uh, the details of what happened and how he committed this espionage against the United States. And, and I tell you all that um, to, to give you the relevance and some history of today, because it's a very important day in history. But also to tell you that, you know, as men, as we walk this earth and everywhere we go, there is an enemy amongst us. There's an enemy within us. There's an enemy that is constantly taking information on us and trying to attack us at every opportunity that we can do. There's an enemy that studies us, that is looking for our weaknesses and just exploits them and comes in there and tries to just destroy whatever it is that we have going on. 
And it's not just you, it's not just me, it's all of us. Um, the prince of the, this earth is, is strong. And he it comes against each and every one of us, man. Um, and I'm going to give you a, a little light reading here from, from Paul. And, and Paul talks about this. And, and this is in, in Romans 7. And, and Paul talks about his struggle that he had um, with the enemy. Um, so it, it, it wasn't um, that the disciples or anybody is obsolete from this. Nobody is omitted from this. Everybody um, is subject to this attack, right? And it, and it says here in Romans 7, I'm going to read 21 through 25. It says, I find then a law that evil is present within me. The one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, in, in his flesh, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So he, he recognizes that that. He, you know, wants to be in the law of God, in the spiritual presence of God, and in, in, in his spiritual man. But the law of sin and the law of evil is within and amongst him, right? And he says, oh, wretched man that I am. He calls himself a wretched man. Who will deliver me from this body of death or body of flesh? And then he says it. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, so each and every one of us, including Paul, is subject to the attacks of the enemy. And Paul also writes in 2 Corinthians 10 that, that although we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, right? And for it's for us to bring every thought captive into captivity right and it's hard man i know it's hard i myself you know am, am subject to this and 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 under these pressures and and i'll be straight with you i haven't been on facebook much at all in the last month because it seems like the facebook algorithm algorithms have figured out that stuff that i don't want to see and they put it right in front of me every chance they get so what I've decided to do is to avoid it and stay away from it because I wrestle with it. I wrestle with, with pornography and, and lust and they, you know, constantly put the stuff in front of your face. And so what can I do? I have to fight against it when, when it's put in front of me and I have to remember the word of God and I have to take those thoughts captive but I can also um, prevent myself as much as possible from, from being in that situation, not putting myself in that environment. And so that's why I haven't been on um, the Facebook that much is because I don't want to be subject to it. And the easiest way for me to not war is, is to not go to the battlefield sometimes, right? So, um, man, I'm, that's my message for you tonight. 
I hope you take some time to to really think about and reflect on today. I'm sure if you if you look back in your family, um, there's some everybody's family was affected by the events that happened 82 years ago today in one way or another, whether um, they were related to service members or civilians. I think there were 62 civilians that were killed as well um, in Pearl Harbor. Um, whether they're related to them directly or they were related to other uh, service members that, that went off to war or they supported the wartime effort at home or they were just people that lived in this world during that time. Um, they, they were all subject to it. And, and let's not forget that we have wars going on uh, physical wars going on on this earth right now. And there are spiritual wars that we have to fight every day. Man, I love you guys very much. Stay committed. Stay strong. Signing off. God bless you all.